This is another episode of the Annoyed Not Offended podcast. For people who are never in a bad mood, everyone else is just annoying. And I'm your host, Sydney. Let's dive into what's getting under our skin this week. Okay, so what is up, you guys? Good to be back. You are now tuned in for another episode of the Annoyed Not Offended podcast. This is a podcast specifically for the unoffended but constantly irritated individuals. I know you guys haven't heard my voice in a while, but as always, I am your host, Sid, sharing the deets on what has me fed up this week, what has gotten under my skin, and y'all, it's always something, and it's always going to be something. Sorry to put it like that, but that's just how it is. But you guys, I am happy to be joined by a friend in the podcast community doing her thing, popping off, having all of these amazing guests. But I am joined by Ashley of the Sweden with Ash Lemonade podcast. Again, hey girl. Ashley creates the best episode. She's had a Yes. <laughs> Like, I have to hype her up because she has been doing her thing since we um, started, like, the Idea to Launch podcast course. Like, I just feel like it's so good to see people working, putting forth that effort, being creative. Like, even when I see your episodes, your guests, I'm like, oh, I would have never thought about it like that. Like, I love this perspective. It's always unique and fresh. Yes, fresh like lemonade. Yes. So, Ash, you want to give a quick introduction? Well, yes. For those of you who aren't familiar with me, I'm Ash Lemonade. What's up, y'all? I am from the Midwest, just like Sid, but I'm from Michigan, Saginaw, Michigan. And second question always follows this, how far is that from Detroit? Two hours north. Uh, <laughs> I'm an entertainment writer. I've been writing independently for, it's been six years now, which is crazy. I've written for a whole bunch of publications. I've interviewed a lot of people throughout my time independently. And I just kind of took those skills and that experience to just transfer it over to the podcast. So usually when people be gadding, like, how the hell did you get that person? I'm like, girl, this is in my background. It's, it's just a transfer. <laughs> it's just a transfer. So um, just like Sid, my podcast hit the one-year anniversary. We both got July babies as far as this podcast game go. And so I've had Sid on my podcast in the past, and we've done a hilarious series, as y'all should know, Why Do Niggas? We've done a part two. Maybe in the future we'll do a part three or maybe we'll lean on that a little bit in this episode. Who knows? But yeah, that, thanks for having me back on, girl. And you know <laughs> what? The funny thing about like the Why Do Niggas episode, I got a lot of good feedback. And even before we went into the episode, I was just telling people like, oh, this is what the premise of the episode is. And people could relate to it so much. Like I had people texting me like, make sure you talk about this. Make sure you talk about that. I'm like, look, baby, we already got it covered. You just need to show up ears ready because we already know what the game is. But like we said, it could be a series because Black folks do the absolute most. And we are just like so unique. Like I watched, I saw a post this morning mm-hmm. on Instagram and it's it's leaning into why I do niggas because it's a serious we could literally do it forever like we've done two episodes on it it can go on forever and so i saw somebody make fun of their mama of uh with how they change the way they speak when they on the phone with 
<laughs> with the phone company or internet or anybody in a professional setting, which makes them turn on a, hey, how you doing? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then they get to snapping and being mean. Uh-huh. Thank you, Rebecca. Uh-huh. Yeah. Thank you. God bless you. And <laughs> my mother does the same thing. Like they turn on that, that professional. It's that I, I know what I need out of you. I just need to get my point across in a polite way. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a butter the bread, so to speak, yes. out of this situation. Oh, thank you, baby. God bless you. Uh-huh. Okay. Bye-bye. Click. See, I had to tell them. You see how I did that? Because I had to tell them. Emailing me, calling me, doing this. See, I had to get with them. And you like, okay. Mm -hmm. Switch. You know. So it could go on forever. Like we probably have to come up with another episode and just do more on it because black folks always got something up their sleeves. We do. And I love that about us. But then sometimes it's just like Y'all, this is too much. Because even then, I'm going to get into this with our very first segment, which is fed up or fucked up, which I like to talk about things from the past week that, you know, just did not sit right with my spirit. And one thing I want to say is congratulations to Miss Issa Rae on her (gasps) wedding. It looked beautiful. She looked immaculate. I loved how she had all these beautiful Black people in the south of france for this wedding but one thing i want to talk to y'all about as people i get it but then i don't get it what where does this notion come from with people that this whole thing about privacy see how she did that nobody knew who her husband was nobody knew you guys calm down i am sure that people who are close friends of Issa, associates, castmates, I'm sure they have met this man before. You and people knew she was in a relationship. She just never talked about it. Y'all doing the most. Like, we, we knew she was in a relationship. She just don't talk about her man because talk about my work, talk about Issa and Lawrence. That's the Issa and, and company you need to worry about. <laughs> because she is a entertainer in the sense of, I am going to entertain you with, you know, my creativity, what I'm producing, what I'm creating. I'm not going to entertain up on you Twitter. with my personal life or anything of that nature. So I don't see why so many people just keep coming out of woodwork. See, because this is why I lay low. This is why I do. I assure you, Nobody cares who you are dating personally because more than likely they probably we already know it's Dante. We already know is whomever Diamond. Like we already know who your partner is. I just don't see how people. Well, I guess people as a group, you know, we're collective. We do have collective thoughts, but I just don't see how people make this big jump from being like, I need to be loved out loud. I need my partner to do this and brag on me and be with me and do all of this. Oh, if he ain't doing this, you know, why even bother? Like, girl, okay. And then these are saying people, yes, love me in private. Nobody needs to know. (laughs) I want more for you guys. I do. I do. You see, this is why me and Sydney click because they say that Virgos and Capricorns vibe. I don't know if that's true for all of us, but like a A majority. I love Capricorn women. And I love (laughs) y'all. Y'all. <laughs> like I like I said, y'all got Beyonce. 
you know, Issa Rae is in the group as well. And but can I just can I I, I pulled up her Twitter no not mm-hmm. her, her Instagram mm-hmm. because I love the way she did it. She's so slick and in such a Capricorn way that I'm like, girl, you even tricked me. I'm like, half <laughs> look. This heifer gonna say, this is why I love Issa Rae. Like, she is one of my favorite caps. Like, Aaliyah, God Rest Her Soul is my favorite. Issa's one. Sade, Mary J. Blige. Um, just a collective of Capricorns I can think of. But Issa's definitely one of my favorite. Just the way she structured. Like, I'm looking at her in this wedding dress. Like, that's the first thing. And I'm like, oh, okay. oh Issa, what you... Not even dawning, like... Girl, this is your wedding. She <laughs> she made me thought that oh, I'm just posing for like a bridal photo shoot, mm-hmm. just just for the hell of it, just to like mess with y'all. But the way she structured, you know, her caption, a impromptu photo shoot in a custom Vera Wayne dress, and I'm like, oh okay, I ain't think nothing of it. I'm like, girl, you st- you look good, you're stunning, and that's just me fixating on the first picture. B, my girls came to help me. But they all coincidentally had on the same dress. They were so embarrassed. And I'm like, okay. See, <laughs> then I took a few flicks with somebody's husband. And then as I'm scrolling, as I'm reading, see, I see the homegirl's bridesmaid dress. I'm like, oh, oh. And then by the time I got to her and Bebe and that Dolce and Gabbana suit, I'm like, girl, she didn't got married. What a slick sarcastic like i love it and i was gonna say i love the caption just because it's witty it grabs your attention because even though you kind of looking like well wait the first photo isn't of her and her husband it's just of her and you're like wait a minute and then you keep scrolling like girl because i ain't gonna lie i get up in a bridal just too and stunt and pose you know just for the hell of it it's fun you know I- if i get married one day great you know but i think it's fun I like to see people get married and Get I'm in a wedding. Up. I'm in a wedding and it'll be in September. And my bridal, my, I'm a bridesmaid, but my bridesmaid's dress just came in like literally right before I got on this call because I tried it on because I need to get it cut because it's a little bit long. I'm like, oh my God, this is so fun. Like, it's going to be so fun to see us all like dressed up, celebrating one of my close friends. Like, she's really getting married. Even then, we were cracking jokes because. I, I take my friends seriously as being adults, but I'm always like, we not really adults. This fake, yeah. this pretend. So for her to actually be getting married, I'm like, wait, that's a very adult decision. Y'all gonna have life insurances on it. You gonna be the beneficiary. That's that's hella grown, sis. Tell her that. Tell her that. Like, just you about to be his beneficiary? That's some grown woman. Yeah, and you know what's so funny? <laughs> I feel like if I did tell her that she would, she's the type of person who would be like, oh girl, I'm already, I'm already his. He already mine. Like she would be like that just because she's so mature in her thinking. Like even for the longest time when she talked about their relationship before they were getting engaged and different stuff, she was just like, you know, I feel like I'm ready. I'm trying to prepare myself. Like I've been reading books. We've been going to see like, these different people. And even then I have more, we have more friendships with people that are also married. So they've been telling us stuff. I'm like, Lord, I don't even have no friends that's married. This gonna be the only one. Oh my God. <laughs> I'm like, I'm losing my friends. We are no longer to the streets. I can't be like, girl, come to the club. Girl, girl you on the corner, sis. You on the corner by your lonesome. 
watching cars go by. <laughs> At this point. But you know what, though? I do have a few other friends. It's so odd. I have friends that are, like, seriously committed. Like, they've been with their partner three to four years, three to five years. Then I got my friends who single, single. Like they oh, I'm single, decade. single. And, and you, saw, you saw me on my birthday with that Moet bottle. That was... That was the time. That is me. <laughs> if I have a boo thing, I'm like, great. I'm still going to be glued to this bottle. So what's up? It's just going to be two of us. And, and I feel like that's how it should be, too. Because at least, like I said, I don't know Issa Rae. I would like to know her. You know, I would love to know her. I feel like we could be friends. I feel like we get along. We I would love to meet her. You know, we have a lot in common. But still... I feel like Issa is the person who doesn't take, even though she's like mature and seems very level-headed and wise, she doesn't take me as the person who takes herself too seriously. And I feel like that is what really like attracted me to insecure, awkward black girl and so forth. So even to just see her grow up in that essence, like, oh my gosh, you're going to get married. Wow. And I... I was going to talk, I'm still going to talk about this on my podcast because I'm going to like dissect this in a like Capricornish way. But I want to give a shout out to Lovey Ajayi Jones, aka mm-hmm. Awesomely Lovey, because yeah. Lovey is a Capricorn and I forgot until she says something. So she's another Capricorn I like because I had been following her blog since college. Like mm-hmm. She used to do uh, reviews on Scandal. Mm-hmm. And that's how I got hip on her. But, mm-hmm. but the way she, I always love how when something happened in pop culture, the way that happened just breaks things down. What and you, she said, Capricorns are the epitome of real G's moving silence, especially when it comes to relationships. And I love us for it. People, you got a boo? Capricorn. Oh, who? <laughs> Random day. Capricorn drops pick of engagement, wedding, baby, everyone. I didn't even know. Capricorn, you weren't supposed to. Now continue to stay out of my business. I love it so much. I, I, I've said this. I even said it in the caption that everybody was laughing on the Sweden podcast page. I said this before. I probably said it on my birthday episode while I was tipsy, and I still mean it. I'm the type, you know, when I do get into a relationship, because, you know, I am an independent, independent single person, but I'm like, I really have to make space and make room for Mm -hmm. that partner to come because there is a part of me that want intimacy. I want a partner, but I'm just not going to let anybody in, you know, obviously, but, but I realize I am a little picky. I am a little guarded and, you know, I have to work on that because I do want a partnership, but I'm not desperate. That's what the girl. That's what the girls need to know. I saw somebody said this on Facebook. They're like, "Sweetie, I'm single. I'm not desperate." <laughs> that's the. Uh, there's a difference. I've said this. You know how folks. One of the things that gets me crazy, you know, annoyed, not offended, <laughs> is that, you know, the girls post when they graduate from college, post when they get a new job. Post when they buy a new car or buy a new house or condo or whatever personal achievement, start a business that they done by themselves. And that is a big thing. Like there should be less baby showers, more business showers, gassing your sisters up for starting businesses and doing things on their own. But when they post about getting married or having a man or getting into a relationship, 
don't you notice that the likes and comments be like astronomical? Like they get so hyped. Like, oh, sis, you in a relationship. I know for me, from what I've seen, people have gotten hype about relationships opposed to somebody. No, I don't know if I follow people like that or if I just tend to. I've seen people like that, sadly. Because even me and me personally, knowing my friends, my friends are so funny. I feel like I have a close bond with a lot of my friends. We can talk about anything, joke, laugh, but then we can also be serious, you know, cheer each other on. Like, shout out to my friend Brianna. She just um, passed her exam for esthetician school and everything else. She already has her own lash business, but she wants to offer more services. Congrats to you, boo. But things of that nature, we try to keep up with each other, what we have going on. And my friends talk about their relationships and share about them, but never in the in the hindsight of being like, this is an achievement, this is a reward. Yeah, but there's people out there who treat that as though... I definitely see people like that, but I don't know if I even pay them any attention because I'm just personally like not like that, so I don't even feel like I attract friends who are like that. Like, my friends who are in partnerships, they love their partner, but it's Mm -hmm. never to the extent of, like, I'm putting them them on a pedestal. This is my worth. This is what I've always been looking for. They like, look, I... I like this nigga, but I got yeah. other goals. I got other yeah. things that I have going on. But I've actually seen, like, on social oh, wow. media, especially my past, like, I know, I mean, you can't help but to peep that, but I understand what you're saying, like, not paying attention to it, but you can't help but to peep that. It's like, listen, homegirl just announced that she's starting the business. Like, let's love on her on that. Let's let's support her business, do this. But when they be in a relationship, they be gassed up. They're like, ooh, okay, this is amazing to just be so into it. And I, like I said, I'm the type, I don't even know if I would even put that I'm a, in a relationship on Facebook because I feel like that ain't none of your business. All you need to know is he's a man. He lives, he breathes, he pays his bills. That's all you need to know. I, have, <laughs> I feel like I wouldn't, It's I don't know. It wouldn't be like make or break for me. Like if I show my part, like you said to an extent, if I, it's a man. Like, I don't know. He just a man. I like him. He like me, but I don't know. It wouldn't be anything behind it. Like, oh, I've dreamt of this day. I've wished for this day. Oh, not that. I am so goofy. I don't even think I could make a sappy caption about a man. It would just be like, oh, yeah, this is my boo. This nigga got a big forehead. I would do the stereotypical social media, like, here's his hand and my hand. Get into (laughs) it. He exists and leave it at that. You won't ever see his face. You, I mean, you may stumble on us at, in the middle of the grocery store while he's getting something to me. You're like, oh, I didn't even know you were in a relationship. Mm-hmm. Why he's reaching for the top shelf because I can't I, reach it. I am screaming. Maybe all my close friends. I'd be like, y'all can see me spiral from while out. Like, that's fine. That's spiral. <laughs> <laughs> like, no. When I tell you earlier, yeah, I was on my close friends venting about some stuff. I'm like, I know my close friends. Like, why am I in here? But again, I definitely, I can see that. But you know, more people, I feel like if your friend is in a healthy partnership and you do want to celebrate that for them, because you know, sometimes people yeah, will go through, wrong with that. People will go through a lot with their partners. Like even, even how young we are, I've known people who have been in very like tumultuous relationships. And I'm like, Jesus, like we're too young to be going through this, but still 
they went through a really dark point with whoever they were committed to. So it's nice to see them kind of celebrate. Being now that's different. I will, I will parade and put on a party hat <laughs> and streamers for a good, healthy, non-toxic relationship. You happy, he happy. But it's so many people who literally go through that and they have to get to a point where they have a partner that celebrates them and that they genuinely happy. But I just know me personally, the only thing with social media, and I feel like I said this in like another episode, even in terms of like relationships and looking at people, I don't ever think I can go all out for somebody I don't know. Like if it's my friend and they posted a significant other, yes, beautiful. Like I know kind of the ins and outs of their relationship. But if it's somebody I don't know, I'm always like, okay, they cute. Move on. Do you know what people doing behind closed doors? Yeah, bless it. That's <laughs> and I feel like that's the thing that I feel like too with what we were saying about at least Issa Rae. I don't know her personally, but just from her personality, things that she shared about her past and even her own mindset, I feel like for her to come up to this point in her life where she would share this moment with us, it was just happy for. And yeah, happy I think for. that's what she was just sharing. Like, you know, out of all of my accomplishments and stuff, this is just something for me to celebrate too. And everybody's like, oh, that's nice to see, especially as a black woman. Cause you know, when you hear about- And in woman, France. That's Man, my boo in France. I'm like- And again, yes, they all look gorgeous. I was looking at the cast members. They all in France, you know, Jay Ellis, Yvonne Orgy. I'm like, they look so cute. Issa, I'm just gonna say my invitation got lost in the mail, but it's okay. You sound like Kev on stage. She said, I've been watching Insecure since season one and no invitation. Wow. Okay. Am I still going to watch Insecure? Yeah. Yeah. He's funny. He's like, am I still going to watch Insecure? Even though you invite me, you didn't invite me to the wedding. Yeah. I'm still going to watch. Oh, and it's the last season. Yeah. But you know what? Issa is on one to bigger, better things because even then she announced was that her upcoming series with Jabuki? Do you follow Jabuki? The writer? He is, oh my God, Jabuki is hilarious. The way I got silent. <laughs> so, so Jabuki is hilarious. He is in his 20s, but he's a Jamaican-American, like a comedy writer, and he's wrote for shows like The Daily Show, He's okay. gay. He's hilarious. Like, if you ever come across an interview of his, you are going to be bawling in tears. He was on Twitter, like, I don't even know if he still has his Twitter account, because he'll respond and sh say, like, all of these different things, and then they'll, like, report his account. <laughs> just because he's so, like, out there and just being very much himself. But I love Jabuki, but him and Issa Rae, I believe they're going to produce a scripted series, so that'll be interesting to see. I know she has tons of other product, uh, projects in the works. So I feel like that'd be great. But you guys, moving on to the Make It Make Yeah, because we was on segment. that for a bit. Uh. <laughs> we love Issa. We are Issa Rae fans. Remember that, y'all. But moving on to the Make It Make Sense segment, which is the main topic and main segment of the show, I wanted to discuss with Ash today just about our journey as podcasters. As she said before, we have both celebrated one year. Like we have been doing this seriously. 
script writing, reaching out to guests, creating amazing um, social graphics to be shared for promotions of episodes, and so forth. Like, we have literally made our own little entity. Like, this is my child. I neglect my child sometimes, you know, come out with episodes, but this is still my baby. Like, I put my all into it. I work with the graphic. This podcast designer. is a lot key. Is a is a latchkey baby. <laughs> it's a, it's a baby nonetheless. Because I still go through those periods of times where like I could be doing this, I could be doing this, and my friends are like Sydney, you've only had your podcast for a year. Cut yourself some slack, but still, I wanted to talk to Ash about just this journey that we've been on. What have we learned? What mistakes we've made? What other recommendations could we give people looking to create their own podcast because I often hear people like oh my gosh I would want to do something like that and I'm like well why aren't you doing something like this like you can make time you can figure it out you don't have to be perfect at it but anywho let's get into it so again one year boom very young very newbie uh Ash do you want to talk about how you came into the concept of your podcast. I know you have a background in journalism and, you know, working with different entertainers, but how did that kind of like inspire you? Well, I have been thinking about doing a podcast for some time, but it was kind of just a little faint thought like, oh, that'd be nice, but I don't even know what to do or how to center it. And Carla is actually the reason why I started the podcast because I found out about Carla because of Mandy from the Horrible Decisions podcast, because I I used to listen to it. I haven't really listened to it that much anymore, but I would follow Mandy. And then that's how I was introduced to Carla, because I would see their crazy adventures together. And then found out that Carla had a podcast, um, formerly called Shit, I'm 30. Now it's called Pivot to Purpose. So I started listening to the podcast and then following Carla. And then I loved the podcast. I thought it was great about her epiphanies about turning 30. And eventually, I had started my website, AshLemonade.com, which is like a pop culture blog and, you know, entertainment and all that stuff. So I thought it'd be cool if I interviewed Carla, talk about her podcast, what what has she learned about herself, what has changed since she turned 30 in comparison to turning 20, you know, what's better, like love, relationships, sex, like just epiphanies, careers, like everything. Cause you know, they always say that the light bulb was supposed to turn on at 30. Girl, I guess. Um, (laughs) So I interviewed her for my website. She really loved the article. She shared it and couldn't believe that I had turned our conversation into that. And Mm -hmm. she was just gushing about it. So I think, at some point when she was talking about doing the idea to launch academy and how she was helping people start podcasts i was seeing her do that i'm like huh i don't know i was contemplating i was like very much back and forth about it but eventually i reached out to her because she had this deal you know to like this little brief set i said you know what i'm gonna jump at it so i bought it i bought it into the membership and then i reached out to her i said hey girl i bit the bullet do you think I could really do this? And she was like, if anybody can start a podcast, it's definitely you because based on the interview you and I did along, alone, it was amazing. I enjoyed myself. It was incredible. And you're really good at this. So I think you should definitely start a podcast. So what helped about that 
the academy is it helped me to structure like okay how am i going to make this podcast a thing i know that i interview people i like doing that even though i'm very introverted how can i structure this into a podcast just so y'all know it is not easy it's a lot of hard work it it tests you because what's the saying most people don't make it past what seven episodes and they quit the podcast Oh, wow. That's I what I heard. That's what I heard or what Carla said. <laughs> but, you know, kudos to you and I and Are We Grown Yet podcast and the Pieces podcast and everybody else, you know, for making, you you know, for hitting a year. It ain't easy because especially you go from week to week like, okay, I want to have this guest on. I want to have these guests on. You got to come up with emails. You got to do this and that. So I already done that before as a uh, as a journalist, I just had to transfer that over. Come up with a name with the podcast. Come up with art. Um, I ca- Sweden, just for, so y'all know, is pulled from the tagline from my website, Ash Lemonade Vitamin Culture Sweden with Fandom. So I kind of just pulled it from that because Carla was like, why, why is it called Sweden? I'm like, it, it's, it's tough with the accent because my accent butchers it sometimes, but I'm like, it's, it's pretty, pretty much connected to my website. I want to make sure that they're both connected. And if you notice my website and my podcast, they're both me, but they both had different looks. Yes. And I did that on purpose to connect but to them. Like you, it, 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 it shows their connectedness. They're both distinct. Yeah. Two different things, but it shows their connectedness. And then you as their creator, it's kind of like, oh, okay, I get this. This makes sense. It kind of flows into one another. And I feel like Ooh, that. Thank God great. that was the goal. <laughs> but no, that's great. Cause a lot of times it's tough. Like literally when I was first making my podcast, my biggest thing is like, okay, so what is like my main tagline brand sort of speak because you know this is going to be the thing that you're essentially using to sell your podcast like the quick little thing that people need to know before they listen or if they're interested in being a guest and sharing the episode and so forth so that took a lot out of me and I know it was funny enough I had always been thinking about making a podcast like when I was in college I thought about making one with two of my roommates because we loved pop culture, talking about different things. Like we would just be at our apartment talking and we were all in uh, mass media. So we had access to our university's mass media center and they had like a radio little thing. So we could have easily did it, but it was just a matter of like, are we really gonna take the time to sit down and like think this through? Because funny enough, the way we we were thinking about it is just like, Oh, we gotta have a, we gotta have a cute name. We need to have some dope ass cover art, and that's it. Whereas, like you said, with taking the idea to launch course, where Carla broke down, these are the elements that you need to have. You need to pick a category. You need to make a description. Yes, it's you a lot more than you different. think it is. It's so much more than people think it is, and it's even so much more to maintain because. Oh, girl. You're growing in your own interest, in your own like developments. Like, okay, is this the way I want to go with this? Is this the way I want to do this? And I think it's funny too when you talk about Carla because I came across Carla in a similar fashion. Big fan of Horrible Decisions. I love Mandy. I love Weezy. They both did, done amazing things with their own podcast. And so it was never like, oh, I wouldn't do the same thing as them. It's just like, oh, these are very interesting steps that they've taken. Like, even yeah. 
Weezy with making her own podcast studio and Mandy having her uh, own like subscription thing. I'm like, they're oh, both doing part. dope things and individually and collectively. Like, like I told, I, so I told Weezy, I told Weezy, if I ever come to New York, which that is a go, I do want to record an episode out of her studio because that is so creative. Like that is thinking beyond like okay i'm just a podcast i'm putting out these episodes blah 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 and even with carla how she took like shit i'm 30 into this like global entity like you know not only do i enjoy making my own podcast about my own topics and like how it compares to my own interests but how can i help people find their way and navigate this uh mass media realm in this space so you kind of do have to give props to people there. And like I was saying, it was just always a one of mine. I was always like, oh, I want to do this. I like talking to people. I like researching stuff. So to put my own spin on it, I was like, okay, that'll be interesting. Then Miss COVID was like, all right, y'all finna be in the house. I was like, damn, what can I do in the house that mm -hmm. is going to in essence, connect me with people without me having to like go out and actually interact with them. And funny enough, I feel like with my podcast, I've made so many more connections, like genuine connections with people than I did before COVID. Like before I was just like, okay, I'm going out, I'm going to the club, I'm going to a party. Yeah, I met this girl, but yeah, meeting okay. you, meeting the girls that are we grown yet, and then decided like, okay, I'm coming on my 30th birthday, let's do a Zoom party. And then, you know, all of y'all were there, and somebody I think I had on the podcast was like, I think it's so cool how y'all stick together like that and how y'all just bounce off each other. I said, yeah, I, I'm like, organic, and we all met through the academy. And then, you know, I was just on a episode of Are We Grown Yet with Val, you know, has me wasn't there so I kind of low-key took over <laughs> and uh you know you've been on mine I've been on yours I've been on the pieces podcast so it's it's been like this really cool ecosystem of like us supporting each other and it's genuine true and I know me personally I know you already worked in the space of like mass media and reaching out to people and doing interviews so you were already like making that network but I I didn't have that network of, I feel like, at least creatives locally. Like, I always knew of people who like, oh, he's a photographer. Oh, he's a cinematographer. Or, oh, she makes art. But it was never anything other than us following each other on, like, social media and on, like, their posts. Whereas when I reached out to them about being guests, they're like, oh, my gosh, I would love to do that. Like, yeah, I want to come on. I want to talk. And then us, like you said, having that more genuine interaction and them sharing about their background and me sharing about their background. I've kind of like built my own support system. Cause even then I'm like, I didn't realize there were as many podcasts in St. Louis as they are. Like all of these people I've been going to more events now, little by little, you know, since COVID, but even then they're like, Oh, what's up Sydney? Like these are people who have but been listening. But that's the key. And even for people listening who want to start a podcast, and I said the same thing to Val when we were talking about this too, your intentions are everything. You know, why do you want to start it? What do you want to do with it? And especially when you want to bring people on, there's an intention with that. You know, like I've said this before, 
especially in the spectrum of journalism and media, there's so many people doing the whole gossip thing and, and uh, messy stuff. And I'm not going <laughs> to lie, early in my, you know, when I was getting into blogging way before I got into journalism, I tried to do that. And it felt so fake. It felt <laughs> so out of my character. And I kind of discarded that. And because I said, you know, I know what, I want to do that something brand. that's true. I, yeah, I want to do something that's true to me. I love pop culture. I love entertainment. I'm a little nerdy too. So I embrace that side of me. I love nostalgia. And I just love connecting with people, especially if they come from like my childhood and movies and television. Like when you have guests on, they have to make sense. And the content is going to be more great. If you bring on people who you are genuinely interested in who excite you who you are a fan of because the conversations are going to be real like everybody who has come on to my podcast i've genuinely had an interest in them and was a fan of what they did and that's going to come off like girl when i had bianca lawson on i'm like girl you're you're a legend sis I, i've been watching you since 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 like since the 90s and so yeah. on you know i'm like yeah we could talk about queen sugar but girl let's talk about when you was a witch on sabrina let's talk about say the last dance yeah talk about your daddy girl like but even then too you have to me like i can definitely see you not being a person into like the gossipy shade yeah, room i don't like that thing just because you to me they don't provide commentary they no. kind of just, it's literally gossip. It's just like, oh, this thing has not been confirmed. We're just speculating. Where are you? You come from a place of like, like you said with Bianca Lawson. I was watching Say the Last Dance, mm -hmm. like Nikki, like girl, I wanted to be that. Watch me squash this <laughs> Like, yes, watch me squash this shit. Like, see, that is genuine commentary. Like you said, I can bounce off of you you already align with my interests. So yeah. when you do have these people that listen to your show, you know for sure they're not there to, not so much go to their friends and be like, girl, did you hear about so-and-so, so, but more so like, oh my gosh, I was listening to this show and they brought up this old memory that I had yeah. or they brought on my favorite actress or my favorite celebrity or my a local person that I know that's just very, that has a unique story. People love nostalgia. I love nostalgia because it reminds you of a good place in your life or, man, I can still remember, like, I was this age, this time, this music was out, this, and this, it just reminds you of a time. Like, mm -hmm. yes, I had on, I've had on a lot of people, and that's how I connected to them, like, Josie Harris. I remember watching the Fly Girls on A Living Color. I had no business watching the show because it was for adults, but, like, seeing the Fly Girls come on and dance. nonetheless. And then to have J Josie on and tell her that, like, girl, when I was a little kid, I wanted to be a fly girl. I wanted to be <laughs> like y'all. And then, you know, just genuinely con connecting with them just to let them know, like, okay, she appreciates what I do. And what's so important to me, like, when I started my podcast, I want whoever I'm interviewing to feel comfortable because at the end of the day, they don't owe me their time or their story. But I want them to know, like, within that 45 minute to an hour span that they're here, we're going to have a good time. There's going to be a kitchen table talk energy, like two homegirls connecting. And literally by the end of the podcast and we're wrapping up and then I end the podcast and we're still talking before we, you know, go on about our day. 
I can't tell you how many times they said, I could talk to you forever, or I had so much fun, we have to do this again. And that makes me so freaking happy when Elise Neal told me, oh, I could talk to you all day. That made me, that makes me happy because I want them to feel, I want all my guests, not just the ones who are well, and I want all my guests to feel comfortable. And one one thing that made me happy was shout out to Ebene from the Professional Homegirl podcast. I remember one time I had her, she was episode 43 and then episode 44 was Ananda Lewis, which I still cannot believe <laughs> that I interviewed one of my inspirations who inspired what I'm doing now. And she messaged me and she told me, and she shared it actually in a IG story. And she said, I cannot believe I was on a podcast, the same podcast that just had Ananda Lewis. And that struck me. And I'm like, yeah, I want all the girls who have been on to be like, wow, I've been on a podcast where Josie Harris was on it, where Ananda Lewis, where Kiami Davier, who played Lavender and Matilda, like I'm on a podcast with these people. Like, yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, girl, you were on a podcast with Ananda <laughs> Lewis. You know, there's, there's no difference. We're all on the same thing. But that but that touched me, though, that she said that she said, I can't believe I was on a podcast with this same woman. Like, oh, my God. And I'm like, of course, but because that I want speaks, us to all be a collective. That speaks to how genuine and authentic your brand is as a whole. Because she's aligned with that. Like, yeah. oh, my God, this person that I'm talking with really does feel me in this essence. Because true, I can see myself for her because we have the same interests. Yeah. Which is amazing because a lot of times people aren't like that. Like you can notice, I feel like that's why I only like certain podcasts because they really only bring on certain guests. And I'm like, okay, it makes sense for their brand. Like I'm not about to listen to, um, I'm trying to think about something. Something petty, messy. Yeah. Like most of the podcasts I don't listen to are petty or messy they all come from like a very genuine place like even i know i don't listen to them as much but i love poor minds and even how they've kind of uh aligned with 85 south show they're hilarious and it makes sense for their brand because they're really like goofy they're not super outlandish but they don't take themselves too seriously yeah. So for their brands to conjoin and collaborate and for them to be under the same umbrella of like the 85 media, I'm like, this makes ha sense. It has to make sense. And like the people you have on, it has to make sense. And but that's a lot, a lot of times, I don't think people think about that. Sometimes people just think, okay, this, this person got a big following. This person got a big brand. This is why I'm just going to bring them on. And if you on that, and if you on that wave, <laughs> that's you. I'm not on that wave. Look, with the people I've had on, I want there to be a common thread of black and brown women who are impacting the culture their way, through their careers, their lives, their art forms. And to have conversations, to feel like a group of girlfriends just chatting, what have you been through? Like, that's why I always ask them, like, okay, let's go, let's go at your origin. <laughs> what you've been through. So like when listeners listen to their story, they feel like, oh, wow, she went through that. I didn't know that. Or mm -hmm. damn, I'm going through that right now or I've been through that. I want them to feel a connection with the person I'm interviewing so they know, okay, despite this 
well-known celebrity. I connect with what they're going through. Or even all the other women I've had on the podcast, you know, who have their own incredible following. Like one of my favorite episodes that I've done as a recent was um, Southern Sweetness with Darla Nikki and DJ Peppermint Gaddy. Mm-hmm. I love that episode so much. I think it's episode 49. Girl, I'm just yes episode 49 is so good it's just like three felt like three sisters connecting and then it was at a point where Peppermint and Nikki were just loving on each other and gushing mm-hmm. on each other like sis 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 and then Peppermint was like oh I'm sorry I'm like girl no this is the space <laughs> to do that if you want to gush on your sister and how she inspires you and encourage you mm-hmm. and make you feel seen and make you recognize your power I'm like girl this is the place to do that I'm not, I said, I don't mind sitting back and watching both of y'all do that. This is the space As to do that. Should be, and even me, I know one thing I was going to ask you just in terms of like your own path and everything else, what can you say has been like your biggest challenge as a podcaster? <sighs> My biggest challenge? I'm trying to learn how not to overthink things as much because I yeah. take stuff so seriously. I'm always like, it has to be like this or it has to be this person. It has to be the, this. Yeah, the consistency and making sure that what I do makes sense with the guests that I bring on and the topics, mm-hmm. that it makes sense to the podcast as a whole. Mm-hmm. That's the big thing. And, you know, like, ooh, making sure I get this person in the schedules and this and that. And that's a whole other component that goes into it. And like, oh, my God. But, yeah, staying consistent, staying original. Um, I can see staying original, too. Because I feel like a lot of times, you know, people are always like, oh, nothing is 100% original. We always get ideas from certain places and so forth. But you have to make it you. Yeah, like you said, yeah, but... Still, you can kind of feel when things are like, eh, this isn't exactly for me, or this needs to be changed around a bit. Let me go check on my neck bones. <laughs> very on brand for Ashley. I'm not removing that part. Yep, very on brand. Hey, okay. Listen, I ain't cooking for no man, but let me tell you something. Stay ready so you don't have to get ready. <laughs> The mugs are simmering so nice. I just turned to fire. I'm cooking neck bones. I don't know if you're going to edit this out the episode. It's fine. I'm not. I'm going to keep it in because it's on brand for you. <laughs> Ashley cooks. Y'all, she I'm cooks. cooking smothered neck bones right now. Listen, I made a mistake. I messed around. I had my friend Kayla on the podcast. And I'm like, yay, your birthday just passed. Let me drink this Black Girl Magic wine for us. Boiling potatoes and got so deep into the conversation with Kayla. And I'm like, wait a minute. I smell something. I said, Kayla, stop. I got to stop. And then I ran into the kitchen and burnt them because I'm so tipsy off this Black Girl Magic. I'm, I'm like, yeah, I could do a podcast and cook at the same time. Sure. But these are different. They, I got them cooking in my Dutch oven. I got fresh neck bones. I got them cooking with the onions and the garlic and bell peppers and seasoning. I'm about to make some seared okra and tomatoes, and I'm going to make some rice. I'm going to make a gravy with this mug, and I may make hot water cornbread, but Ooh. I don't know. I don't know. I'll pull out the cast iron. I got a cast iron skillet now, and I was like, let me call my granny. How do I clean this mug again? I need a Brillo pad, right? <laughs> oh, ooh. Why do niggas? Wow. Your grandmother is cussing you out, and I don't even know her. 
You're supposed to get oil, girl. You're supposed to get, see, because my mother, she gave me hers. And when mm-hmm. I tell you, she kissed the cast iron skillet and gave it to me. I'm like, wow. I said, you can at least pray on it. Like, this is I a pivotal. This is a pivotal moment. You are a black mother giving your black daughter one of your cast iron skillets, your seasoned cast iron skillet. My granny was just like, in. just go ahead, pour the oil out. Yeah, you pour like a little around. vegetable oil, get a paper towel, and just wipe it, wipe it all out. Yeah, it's supposed to be oil. And I'm like, okay. That and makes- never submerge it in dishwater. I got cussed out one day when I was younger because I did it. My mom's, you don't put no cast iron skillet, no damn First dishwater. Of all, as happy and like how much heat they hold, that cast iron skillet would have burned through y'all sink. <laughs> so cast you just skillets be high. You got a baby, you got a baby, and loved on those cast iron skillets. I'm. And I got one of my auntie's old skillets too. And when I tell you, it's really good. When I made that um, okra, and I shout out to the kitch, kitchenista because for <laughs> June tea, girl, I made smothered chicken thighs with a gravy, um, the seared okra with the tomatoes, and hot water cornbread and rice for like Juneteenth slash Father's Day since it was like neck to neck. Girl, I took some to my dad. My dad was like, I lost mother chick. He he smashed it. Like he was genuinely gagged that I cooked at that level. And he was like, Whoa. <laughs> and I love me some smothered chicken. And girl, sear 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 the chicken thighs and just got a nice crisp. Um, <laughs> I'll make smothered pork chops. But the only thing is with cooking, I know me, I love to cook too. But just in the summertime, I have to make much lighter recipes. I got my yeah. air fryer now. So I'm like, okay, I can go ahead and pop a little stuff in there. But I'm like, I have to try something that's a little bit lighter because this apartment will be hot. And then I am trying to figure out why I am sweating and cooking. Like, Lord, my friends go come over. But you know what, though? <laughs> I am going to have to pull out the kitchenista because I am... My birthday's in September, so I'm trying to figure out, like, just maybe a small get-together for my birthday, but I'm like, I want some Jamaican food. Like, Ooh. I want some red beans and rice. I want some jerk chicken that's grilled, like, fresh on a grill. I want to make, like, a good, you know, um, cucumber tomato salad, something of that nature, like, real refreshing, really light. And then I was also thinking of maybe, not so much fried plantains, but I know they have the what is it? They have like a really refreshing like coconut rice. Or it was something that I saw. Or maybe like a beef patty. Like a real I've nice cute little beef Jamaican patty. Jamaican food. What? I know. I want to try it. I've never had Jamaican food. You had to get it on the East Coast though. Yeah. For real? Like you really have to go to where they know what they do. I want Jamaicans. To you. I want Jamaicans with an attitude making the food. I don't want no... I hate to see people whitewash culture like when you see white folks putting green apples and guacamole i'm like mexican twitter where y'all at like they out here first of all i had to learn the hard way i had to learn the hard way because i bought some ingredients to make miso soup like i like miso soup and it has like tofu green onions it has a few other different things like miso paste and i went to some little white blog no recipe and tried to make it and i said I don't like this. So I precisely went to YouTube, 
found a wholesome Japanese man who showed me his recipe that had plenty more spices, and that's when I hooked it up. I said, okay, now this tastes like how I want it to Girl, taste. you know they don't, you know they don't have a spice, they spices is salt and pepper, if that. You remember, do you remember? know what the lady told me to add, but I'm like, when I watched the man make it, who was like a Japanese man who was in his kitchen showing you how to make it, actually, when I say you had about like 10 different spices, I said, okay. Because they're going to season their food, girl. They act like they're uh, they are allergic to the seasoning cabinet. <laughs> Soul food seasoning, <laughs> garlic and onion powder. Oh my god! Oh, you know, black people love a good garlic and onion powder too. I don't care what it is. I'm adding some garlic and Tony's Creole onion. seasoning. Paprika, little cayenne, little thyme, little oregano. I've been doing good. Season your meat. You know what? This connects to the podcast because at some point I do, I've, I've been wanting to bring some chefs onto the podcast. Oh, I can definitely see you branching off and doing that for sure. I want to do that. Like... And I'm, I'm going to say it here. This is some guests I want to have on. I would love to have Angela on, the kitchenista, because I've been following her for years and cooking her food. Like that Juneteenth meal, girl, even my daddy was like, whoa. When he tried that okra the way I did that okra, and I seared it in coconut oil. Ooh. I know. She said you can either use coconut oil or some type of other oil that can – you can cook it at a high temperature and it won't burn. So she said okay. coconut oil is good at that. And I think grapeseed oil, but I didn't have that. Um, so I had coconut oil because what black person doesn't have coconut oil? I mean, come on. So I did that. I said, all right, let me try this. I never actually cooked with coconut oil because I'm too busy slathering it on my body or in my hair. So I'm like, oh, okay, this actually slaps in a meal. You know what else is good though, too, as a substitute for soy sauce? coconut aminos okay like it's supposed to be lighter on the msg and not be like sodium heavy like soy sauce so when yeah, i girl, i'm trying to live till i'm 60 70 80 you know I, no no msg but yes they like i always know me too as far as looking up recipes trying out new things did you know a lot of people white people really don't like cooking they think they do they like food they don't like cooking Cause there is so much that goes. Girl, we I changed the whole trajectory of the episode. But she sure did. It don't matter. It don't matter. Still, it don't matter. There is so much that goes into cooking. Like when you are cooking, you have to source your ingredients. Know exactly what you want. Look for fresh stuff. The fresher, the better. Don't I be excited when you go grocery shopping. Well, you know, you about to make something new and you be going grocery shopping to get the new ingredients. It's like, oh, okay. I, I, maybe it's just me. I get hyped. Okay, I'm going to get some oregano. Okay, I'm going to get this. Oh, I ain't never cooked with this before. Okay. Uh, I was going to say, I, produce like section. I, I get a little bit hyped, but I know recently I was way out of pocket. Since I've uh, moved, I'm closer to like a farmer's market, a big <gasps> farmer's market that we have in St. Louis. So I went to the farmer's market. I had $50 in my pocket. When I tell you, I'm pretty sure about every vegetable and fruit that I can. Girl, I was stunned at a farmer's market. Girl, I put on some shades and have like my little cute little basket like I'm doing something. Like, yes, I would take those bell peppers in every color. Thank <laughs> you. 
Thank you. Fresh garlic. Uh-huh. Oh, have it, head of cabbage. Give it to me. I, I will. And the, the oh. veggies and fruits at a farmer's market just look so like luscious, luscious and crisp quality and fresh. Like, you know, you go to the grocery store, it's going to have a little few bruises. You might pick up a little basket of strawberries. It may, it may Girl, not I'll be kicking. I'll be kicking with the vegetable man. I sure will. Oh, and we have a lady. So in St. Louis, ours is just called the Soulard Market. But even then, they have like food vendors there that actually have cooked food. It's a lady oh, yeah. that makes red beans and rice. It's so good. She sells them for like $2 and you can get a cup full. Ashley, when I tell you, I had to go to my car and sit down and eat it and fully enjoy it with my air conditioning on. Because I said, I'm not going to eat this outside with my bag next to me. Absolutely not. I have to enjoy this in my car. And I'm going to keep coming back to you. And don't you dare move this booth um, <laughs> for nobody. That part. Now, your bills will be paid because of me. Because I will be buying every cup of red beans. But that's what I want to do on a podcast. I want to bring some cooks on. I, I'm going to just say it right here. The Kitchenista. Angela Davis, a.k.a. Yes. Kitchenista. Danny Rose. Bring you on. Danny Rose, a.k.a. Stove Top Kisses. I am obsessed with her and her food. Look her up on YouTube. Be blessed. Okay. Um, Brittany Coop, a.k.a. Coop Can Cook. She's from Louisiana. Obsessed with her. Um... Oh my God! There's so many. It's, it's I follow cooks on Instagram. Same. I follow. What you mean? Oh, no, oh, you know Chef who? Risha. Chef Risha. I've been trying to get her on the podcast for no. You know who you need to get? Who has had in a superb trajectory? She has such a unique story. I would could. love to see you. Shut your mouth. Shut your mouth. I would love to even see you interview her, Khalees. <gasps> Yes, because I've been trying. Listen, put it in the signs for me. I, I, I've been trying. I'm trying to like, get Like, I follow Khalees on Instagram, and literally, I love up, I was I always love obsessed with her. I'm like, she has this amazing voice. She was a eccentric black girl. She was gorgeous. She was so different. You need colorful, remember, curly fro. I remember her having pink hair, blue and green hair, wearing these shades, being with Pharrell, being with Nas, like, really just having the cool girl aesthetic of the 2000s like she really set the trend for that and now to see her transition into being this chef and she has her own farm it's not even a garden oh Khalees has a farm Uh (laughs) e-i-e-i-uh-oh like literally even when I watch her on Instagram like how she talks about her cooking and how she'll come up with like these different seasonings just from her own blends like raspberry salt and different things and citrus and all of this stuff. And I'm like, I love her. Oh, like God. I did not know I could love her anymore. Pray for me. I would gush completely. You thought I, you, y'all think I gush Please. now if you listen to my interviews. I will DM her, on my dream message list. her, reach out to her agent for you. Like, hey. Khalees is on my interview dream list. She would be, I feel like she would be a great guest and just seeing how you guys could connect again, just from your own interest. That's what we see in y'all. If I'm going to say this, if you are looking to start a podcast, 
please just make sure it aligns directly with the interest that you have. Yes, because it's going to be, be organic. It's going to be. Do not try to be anybody else other than who you are, your own interests, whether your interests are comic books, whether your interest is um, true crime, dating, relationships, even like sex, taboo things. Like, literally, you really don't know until you go into it. Like, there is an audience for every niche that you can think of. I promise you. And it's like you said, as long as you stay true to yourself, then yes, you are going to attract those guests and those connections and build that network of people to come on. And it's going to be genuine. Who is the ultimate guest you want on this podcast that aligns with, uh, look at her, she laid, (laughs) that's a nigga for you. She put her fingers right up to her track. Who is the ultimate guest that you think aligns and embodies annoyed, not offended, that you will want to grace this podcast one day. Who is the ultimate guest for you? Okay, so one guest that I can think of that I love, but also another guest that I love that would just align with being like annoyed, not offended. So one, Issa. I love Issa Rae. I feel like she yes. would definitely fall in the scope of being annoyed, not offended. But Crystal. <gasps> I'm claiming that for you. I'm claiming that for you. I'm claiming that for you. I can definitely see Crystal coming on and us having a fucking blast. Because one, she's hilarious. She's always spoken her mind. She's always clap, clap for your sis. She's always been somebody who's just been yes. like, I get it, but I don't get it because you niggas are stupid. And I feel like that all the time. All the time. I want to scream in this mic. Daddy, girl. I feel her all the time. Um, I'm also a huge fan of uh, Fran from the Friend Zone podcast. Oh, I love Fran. I love Fran. She just seems like a genuine person. And to me, she's one of those people who I think she can play off being annoyed well. Like, she does an amazing job of being very, like, grounded and very genuine. But I can definitely see her being somebody would be annoyed like hell i love me some hey friend hey that girl's the reason why i buy aloe vera (laughs) but when you think about it like all of these people that we look to (laughs) i feel like all of the people ash has me cracking up she said crystal on annoying not offended yes crystal bring your ass you bring lily i I literally wrote it on the whiteboard we would go toe to Oh, I love. I just feel like she's a Virgo as well. <gasps> oh yeah, yeah. Oh, that's that's gonna be popping. So she definitely understands this. Like, please make it make sense because it's not. We are so logical that when it begins to just be like, this makes no sense, then we're already like, I want no parts. I want no part. Um. I want to interview her one one day too, but she makes absolute sense for this podcast, girl. Oh my god! See, and then you got to cheer for you got to cheer for folks. You know, you got to want the best. I want that for you. Thank I really do. I for myself, you know, Beyonce, she can slide through. I know she gonna be talking in her real. I can't even do her. <laughs> I gotta work on my Beyonce, like her tone. You know, when she comes 
when she comes on stage. Are there any queens in the house, ladies? Like her voice, I would love to have Beyonce on just for aesthetic purposes, just because I would love to hear her voice and how she talks and to hear her say annoying, not offended. Um, ooh, okay. Okay. I might have to shoot. Okay. Shoot Okay, let Shoot me your shot. You thought I was playing. Lord, you thought I was. You thought I was playing, huh? Oh, Ashley, you know what though? That's you thought I didn't I, have that, did you? Mm-hmm. But you know what though? That's why I appreciate the community that I have built. Yeah, for real, seriously. Me and Ash are telling you right now. I just dropped you, something in her inbox and she's gagged right now. She just if gagged. you want to make a podcast, make a damn podcast. Figure it out. Make it right now. Do what you need to do. Do your due diligence. Build your brand. But one last thing I was going to get into, too, before we get, like, to the closing segment. is I feel like there is so much space for Black women to make our own brands because there's such a lack. Like, literally, I can... There are thousands of women who who've like done their own thing. In essence, I'm not trying to like discredit anybody, but just to the extent that we've seen with other people, I feel like we just, I want more black women to like make these universes their own. Like, you know, Shonda, Shonda Land. Like we all yes. know Shonda Land. She has a Shonda very Rimes. distinct brand drama crime like she she pulls that in perfectly you know if you got something to do with some sort of drama heavy hitting like pull you in she got 18 seasons of Grey's Anatomy Shonda Land is its own entity um I just want to see more black women create that for ourselves and not do it in a way that has to be tailored to how people think we should be Even how we think ourselves should be. Because I feel like there are so many times where I don't set. It's so weird. I I know me personally, I always go through this phase of being like, oh, I'm not doing enough. Oh, I haven't done this. I can do this. I can do that better. Like, I still haven't reached this goal. But those moments where I take time to look back at all I have accomplished, I'm like, wait a minute. I have to do that, too, because I downplay it. And I've been told, quit doing that. Even with what I do on a podcast, I'm like, oh, okay. They're like, girl, you had these people on. And I'm like, yeah, you know, but you know, and they just look at me like, girl, please. Like, are you nuts? You you literally have to kind of look at yourself like that every now and then. Like, girl, are you crazy? You did the A, B, C, D. You on your way to doing E, F, G. Like, why deny yourself? that feeling of accomplishment and satisfaction like as a black creator and content maker like we just have to stop being as hard on ourselves yeah you know we we can we always exceed our expectations and others but getting to that point we just have to be a little bit more graceful like i was even having this conversation with my friends recently because i was just saying like with the podcast since I've been going through so many different lifestyle changes, I'm like, I just don't feel motivated. I feel like I'm not doing enough. I feel like I'm not doing this. My friend's like, girl, you to put out this many episodes, you're doing this as a solo creator. You don't have a team. 
you've been having it going on for a year, like give yourself some slack. It's gonna be okay. I kind of imagine one of your friends like standing there as you're going through this whole thing. Oh, I'm not doing enough. And they just randomly pull out a balloon and pop it in your face. First up, my friends, we're all, we, we're, it's so weird because we're all that type. Like, I think we're very type A personalities in that essence of being like, I'm not doing enough. I'm not doing enough. But then when we come to each other, like, let me unravel all that you have done in your lifespan. Like, look at this. Then we're like, oh, damn, bitch, you're right. Oh, my God. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry for doubting myself. Like, literally, I've had conversations with my friends and one of my friends being like, well, you doubt yourself, you doubt me. Wow. And I'm like, I'm like, okay, I love y'all. Okay. She I'm punched you in your chest. I like her. <laughs> Seriously, and... To have a community of black women who kind of put that little fire under your ass, that's good. We need more of it. We definitely do. Um, I was going to say, Ash, any closing remarks or anything you share with somebody who is looking to get their feet wet in podcasting? Everybody has to start somewhere. You and I even had to start. That's, that's the first step, starting. You know, you can sit on it like I was doing and plotting this and that, but it's not going to mean anything if you don't start. Very true. Very true. Everybody has to start somewhere. You know, like, we look always... How, look how far we've come. True. Our podcast has changed since episode one. I listened back to episode one. I'm like, yeah. Woo. Thank podcast God for growth. changed. Social media has changed, the landscape of guests, even just going as far as thinking of new ideas. Like, this is how I want to propel this brand forward. Like, you never know. Hell, me and Ashley might be writing your next favorite award-winning movie, award-winning TV show. You never know. I'll say that because I definitely want to get into TV writing, so. See? So go ahead. I'm telling y'all now, y'all might as well support us now before we really blow up. Cause I'm gonna act like uh, I ain't got no sense. I know I am. Oh Lord. But you guys, <laughs> moving on to the very last segment of the show. We have you are drove. So you guys, then I think about this. Let's switch it up. I got an email. Uh-oh. I got an email recently, y'all. Have I read this email? Uh-oh. Oh, this is interesting. Okay, so I got an email. I keep telling y'all to email me, and y'all haven't. But one person went out of their way to email me. So instead of doing you are drove segment, we go do what you know. Uh, What do they usually call this portion of the show? Like, guess guest mails, anonymous emails, annoying emails. Let's say that. I like annoying emails. Annoying emails. So, interestingly enough, somebody emailed me. I'm going to keep your name anonymous. but Well, let's come up with a fake name like you do on the other podcast. <laughs> What's a fake name? Key Lolo. Key Lolo. 
Okay. Martin Pants, no. <laughs> Kia Lolo. So Kia Lolo said, I am annoyed that my people are so consumed with our history that they fall short of focusing on the future of Black Americans. I have started a project called the 1619 Project. Well, wait, the 1619 Project is profoundly important, but so is my project, the 2060 Project. The fact is, if we start now purposely leading our children to their future, the game will change. Prosperity will be common within our realm by the 2060s decade. Just saying. And they linked to their website. Let me see what this pulls up. 2060 Project. Oh, so this is interesting. So this person is saying that they are annoyed that Black Americans are so so consumed by our past of slavery, segregation, and discrimination, the civil rights movement, and so forth, that we not focus on what they call the prosperity era. Oh, okay. Interesting. That's very interesting. I'm going to send you a little link, but it says that in this day and age, why is the 2060s project necessary? The short answer to the question is embedded in the beliefs that Black Americans have been impacted by the ills of slavery. In order to understand this theory, one must attempt to appreciate Black Americans' life experiences since slavery. Hmm. This is really interesting. Okay, you got a good listener letter. Excuse me. Right, they got a whole little website. Let me find out this is going to be another You're busting the cussing at your viewers. Y'all don't send me nothing. Like, okay, girl, we got you. Like, you know what? How I'm about send you the perfect email. That's interesting. Do you personally ever think Black people are too focused on the past, Ashley? Oh, that's loaded. Oh. That's, that's, that's interesting. I Yeah, I think we do, but I think we do it in order to recognize how far we've come and to thread the mass and the injustices that our ancestors and our people endure and what's still showing up today. Yes. And because obviously the ripple effects of slavery, even though it ended, the ripple effects are showing up today with incarceration and systematic oppression and just the little microaggressions that we deal with out in society. So, yes and no, but I think we look back on our past in order to know how we can walk into our future. But I do really think that's interesting that they wanted to start something on the other side of the spectrum, you know, because, you know, the 1619 Project was started by, um, oh, what's her name? Nicole Hannah-Jones from the New York Times. Mm-hmm. And I love the way she like completely sun that university. Like on second thought, since y'all oh, going she back left and forth, I'm actually going to Howard now since y'all want to sit in y'all thumbs and like should we, should we not? Okay, we will. Oh, you know what? On second thought, I'm going to Howard. So I I think that's a good perspective to say let's focus on the future. Let's focus on how we want to impact Black lives in this country mm-hmm. for the generations that are, that'll be coming up under us so they don't make the same mistakes that. Um, we made or don't have to go through the same obstacles that we did. Like, like let's 
set the pavement now, you know, for and run the race. So like the next generation protected baton and completely expanded. You know, we may live to see it. We may not live to see what the future generations would do. But I think that's a good idea. I, I, I can see why they would think that, you know, we may be too focused on the past. But <laughs> but too, I feel like, like you, like you were saying, I know even yeah, my grandma always cracks a joke, like the next generation has to do better than the last. Like you yeah. have to put forth the effort to have whatever in place to make sure they're excelling what you did. Like, you know what? I didn't go to college. Now my kids going to college. Now wait, my grandkid, my great grandkids, they getting their masters and they getting their yeah. doctorates. Like you kind of have to set the precedent, but you can't go too far without knowing where you come from. And True. as black people, I don't feel like we're hindered at all by our past, but we have to be aware. You just can't go. You have to. You can't be blinded. You can't be blinded by any of this stuff that they try to put on to us. Like, oh, well, people have moved past this. Like, no, a lot of the issues and things that were very prevalent in the past still happen today. Yeah. So I can't be ruled by this, but I'm still going to let it guide some of my decisions. And yes, I know my mom even says it. Black people do have PTSD from a lot of the things yes. that happened to us. Yeah. It ain't no shaking that. And we ain't not all going to therapy or seeing counselors. So please don't expect for people to just get on board with the way of life from the past 500 years that we've endured. Yeah. Ain't no way. But you guys... That is it for this week's episode. It has been a blast having Ash on as usual. Ash, tell the people where they can find you at. All right. So if you guys want to follow me personally, I'm at Hey Ash Lemonade on Instagram and on Twitter. Feel free to follow the Sweden with Ash Lemonade podcast page. We're at at Sweden Podcast on Instagram and at Sweden Pod on Twitter. The podcast comes out every Friday, available wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Be sure to tune in. Tell me what you think. Please leave a love offering in the form of a five-star rating or review. If you love the podcast, drop that love. You know, if not, keep it pushing. You know, no negativity. Go ahead and no go negativity. ahead, y'all, and follow her so when she is interviewing the kitchenista and so forth that you're not missing out on this incredible content because i'm sure they're gonna be you know exchanging recipes and so forth so get ready and prepare yourselves as always i'm gonna tell y'all my little spiel go ahead and email me you know the email address by now annoyed not offended at gmail.com and tell me about what has you annoyed or pissed off and i'll let you know if you're right or if you're wrong but anywho you guys that is it. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to Annoyed Not Offended with See It. Have a question or interested in sharing an annoyance of your own to be read on the show? Email annoyednotoffended at gmail.com. Also, follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Annoyed Not Offended for more hilarious content and updates on the show. And please leave us a positive review on iTunes. Until next time, bye.